guys, the reason why I'm making a face is because I won't say names. I won't say what, but I feel like we gotta tell the babes what's going on right now. <laughs> so, it's, things are about to get hot for you, girl. You know what I'm saying? I think Bible, Bible Stories with Brianna is about to get a good pop from the internet, from the interwebs. We're about to get an influx of new people and stuff. And the, some of the peoples is no one, you know? And the team is trying to get me on bigger shows. To uh, which I discovered that I wasn't a big enough star to be on one of these shows. Cla Clara, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? I said to you, I don't even want to be, not only don't I not want to be on the show anymore since I received that feedback. You know what I said? I said, I want them to beg me to be on their show one day. And Clara literally looked at me with a face of disgust. <laughs> she literally was like, hey, yo, Jesus, this girl's ego's gotta, gotta be recalibrated. Ooh. Hey, father. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. So, what story are we doing this week? Oh, I got you. Yeah. Uh, I'm prepared. Okay, call back later. <gasps> you guys, this week, we are hopping back into First Kings, and we are talking about a kingdom divided. Ooh. Welcome to another episode of Bible Stories with me, Brianda. Brianda. And this week we have a very cheetah delicious cheetah, 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 La Clara NYC. How are you doing? Girl, you look good. I do see your cooter. I see your kitty cat. <laughs> Yo, you're a lady. They can't but, see it though. They can't see it. But behind this desk, this girl is a. <laughs> she is just hanging out there. I get comfortable sometimes. <laughs> no, I like it. Mama, how are you? How you been? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I feel like we always sound so like corporate. How are you doing? Hi, hi, hi. How's everything? <laughs> I feel good. I feel great. I feel recharged. We did this weird thing where we recorded the episode before the intro. Mm -hmm. So for the first time, we know what we just did. It was a pretty solid episode. I can't wait for you guys to listen to it. Um, uh, we're also coming off of a high for the brand, Bible Babes. Mm -hmm. I just got back from Atlanta. <clears throat> yeah. Do you have a problem against <laughs> people from Atlanta? I was about to choke, but I didn't want to die on camera. So oh, okay. Quite I was like, what? What, Atlanta, what did Atlanta do to you? Anywho, um, I just got back from Atlanta. <laughs> it's okay. Done. She's done crapping on people from Atlanta. No, I'm kidding. People from Atlanta are going to kill you. Anyways, um, you have, some people know, some people don't. But I was on a one of my favorite shows, Four Minds. Mm -hmm. And there, you know, when I say favorite, I mean, I go like through phases and stuff, but I found this podcast during the pandemic. Poor minds. Oh. And I always heard about them. Hello, they're like, because of because of my affiliation with Wheezy, I'm pretty familiar with like the sex and relationship podcasts, especially in the black like podcasting realm. And um, I'm friends with a lot of, you know, people in that world. And these two girls crushed the pandemic season, like the quarantine time. Their their podcast kept me laughing during times where I literally 
couldn't have been more like worried about money. I had was on unemployment for a little bit. Like, and these girls made me laugh hysterically every week throughout the quarantine. So the fact that I even got that opportunity, thank you, Wheezy, for connecting us, for even making that available to me. Like, God, the Lord is so good. You know, the Lord is so good. Um, it's like, I feels like I manifested that because I I loved those girls. Like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for any of this. I didn't ask for any of this. It just happened, you know? And I'm so grateful. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Anyways, the episode comes out this Friday. Ooh. And... You guys, I'm not going to lie to you. They already released our Patreon episode on their Patreon, you guys. Uh, I'll put the, I'll link the Patreon below for the poor minds. We don't get a cut of it. Hello. But we, we want them. Put all the money, all the money to them. They're really amazing women. And they're produced by the 85 South show, uh, the 85 South production, I want to say, with Carlos Miller, Chico Bean, and DC Young Fly. Uh, Clara and a lot of the listeners have no idea who those people are. Wow, but they're hilarious. Uh, they're hilarious. If you're in the comedy scene, like, or like, if you know, I don't know, if you know, gosh, you guys living under a rock? My gosh, how do you not know that? But they're so funny and they produce them. So obviously they're good. Comes out this Friday. It was a long episode and Brie uh, Brie did some things on that episode that <gasps> maybe I should not have done. What did you do? <sighs> Some naughty worldly things. Sorry, Bible babes. But it's fine because I talk about the word and I got to tell stories about, about what we've discussed already. And I could really feel the people in the room like, like I don't know. There's something that happens when you're telling a story and you feel people are... It's, my, it's the best feeling. When you feel like they're following you. Engagement. Oh, there's nothing like That's it. Me. That's me. When you're talking, I'm just going to switch the camera so they can see me. But when you're talking the story, I'm here like this. Bored? No. no. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you guys, I, I, I'm not an actress, okay? <laughs> I, I'm just trying to show you how interested I am in the story. Like, No. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There's the actor. <laughs> um, well, that, it happened in the room. So when stuff like that happens, I'm like, oh my God, this is great. Anywho, watch that, guys. I will be, I'll repost it when it comes out, but it comes out this Friday. So two days from today is when that episode comes out. Poor Minds. I really, really, I think you're going to learn more things about me that you don't know. Yeah. Like my dating life and all that stuff. I never uh, talk about it here because I don't want to, you know, I'm trying to prepare myself for my future husband. Do you know what I'm saying? But um, I did it on there because I was drinking wine. Oh, anyways. So you want to see another side of Brie? You guys, maybe you'll get to see another side of me. Maybe understand more about my quirks, where they come from. I, I love com like I love being in a room with people. I, I want to be a guest on more people's shows. Honest, truthfully, like I, I think that I thrive like I, in conversation, and it was so great. It was a great conversation, and I, and you would literally everyone I, I told that I was going to be on the show, they were like, "What are you going to do on there?" Like mm -hmm. what? How? What? Oh, honey, they don't know you. Exactly. And I really, you could put me on a freaking uh, uh, Chinese algebra podcast show and I would tap dance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is that racist? What do Chinese people that don't tap dance, do they? So how's that racist? I don't know. Ignore that. Edit this out. <laughs> Edit this out. Anyways, I'm really excited about that. But um, I also am really excited about something else, guys. What is it? This intro is going to be jam-packed with, like, announcements. Maybe after you're done checking out the Poor Minds episode, maybe, or this Wednesday or today, you'd want to... Mm, 
Drum roll. Be a patron for our Patreon. I finally launched the Patreon today. This morning I launched it. Clara, please put in the lower third the the URL. It's patreon.com forward slash Bible Brianda. Uh, please go there, see our tiers. We've got a $3 tier, we've got a $5 tier, and a $15 tier, and those may change. Uh, also, i got to get approval from my business partners who haven't responded to my text messages. But it's fine! By the time you hear it, there'll be three tiers, and I'm pretty sure those are going to be them, and you'll have bonus content. I may start vlogging. I want to start doing a, a group Zoom. Like, I want to be able to, like, Zoom you guys for an hour, maybe, like, twice a month or something, That's where we can discuss um, things in the show that y'all didn't like or things in the show that you did. We're also going to have, directly from the Patreon, a Discord for all of you Bible babes. So the the title the title of the Patreon is uh, Bible Stories with Brianda Creating uh, a Home for True Bible Babes. Aww. So it really is for the community, you know, like this is where we get to really talk that ish. Like I, I just had a video on TikTok go viral and on the comments there were some people like advising other people like other Bible babes telling people scripture to like hey no I can answer this Aww. and it was the most beautiful humbling thing to see like stuff that i couldn't answer my bible babes we tap in how great that's is that a, you know what i'm saying like so anyways that's gonna that's the patreon it's starting now so we'd love your support um eventually like we were saying i want to make a percentage of the patreon always go to a charity or i was thinking you know what remove the middleman why don't we like decentralize this why don't we just literally give like money to a Bible babe in need or something. It's a really tough time right now for some people. I know it's going to be tough because some people may exploit it or whatever. But if we split it up, like $100 for this person, $100 for this person or something, you know, that could be kind of cool. Okay, Clara doesn't like this idea. No, it's not that I don't like it, but, you know, I don't trust in people. As much as I love Bible babes, I don't trust people i and do they would have to it would have to be uh like they would have to write an email and apply it would be like something where show receipts so you'd proof. have to sh something or maybe we can do like a, a one minute vlog i i or a one minute video submission for sub for this you guys we're talking about weeks in advance months in advance even i'm just saying that pretty soon i would like since this is going to be built by the community built by the bible babes i would love for a portion of the bible babe money to, go, to back. go back into the community that, that built it. I like. You know? So what 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 those checks and balances will be, we'll keep you posted on that. But um, know that that's the plan. Hold me to it. But I, you won't need to because I know that I really want to do that. Uh, so please go be a patron if you can afford it, if you can. And if you can't, let me know and I'll see if there's a way that I can, like, give you some of the stuff for free. If But don't take advantage of that, please. Like... You know, it, it, if you really can't afford it, I was in, and would really want to be a part of it. Let me know, and I'll I'll get you in. You know, um, Patreon.com forward slash Bible Brianda. What's next on the agenda? We got the Patreon. We got what else? And oh, of Atlanta. course, no, our NFTs, babe. Uh, yeah. We're not going to talk about Atlanta. I don't. I want to know about Atlanta. No, like, okay. You spoke about the show, but. Like, tell us about the trip a little. Okay, maybe I would tell more in detail about what happened in Atlanta on the Patreon. <laughs> because Bree Bree met a special person. <gasps> 
but you can only find out on the Patreon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, but he's cute. it's nothing no no it's nothing it's really nothing it really is nothing everyone relax calm down we're just getting married um (laughs) sure we're getting married we're getting married um just relax you know i'm just trying to play cool you know i'm gonna meet his parents in a couple months um i'm just trying not it's fine it's fine it's okay I'm planning a trip there. Um, he doesn't even know that I'm planning a trip there. I'm just going to be like, I actually have you're to go back. Up, you're picking him up from work tomorrow, right? He still doesn't know. Okay. <laughs> Bray has a plane to catch, y'all. I'm going to Atlanta tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys. Um, uh, but I will talk about uh, maybe him. There's really nothing to talk about, but I'll give you more details on the Patreon. Just in case he watches this. I don't want him to watch this. If you're watching this, stop watching this. You're making me shy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Hi, Tangi. Drea on the Poor Minds show blows up my, my, uh, uh, she knew that I had a crush on him. And in the room in front of him, she goes, Okay, you just, so he's involved in the pot. Damn it. No. Okay. Okay. Say, no, you got to go to the Patreon. Oh, darn it. Go to the Patreon to hear the story. Thank you for catching me. I just want to do a, a quick little plug to our NFTs, our little baby NFTs, guys. Now, I know it's still weird. If you're looking for information on NFTs, check out last week's episode. I'll also link some uh, NFT and um, crypto information in the details, in the detail or description box below. But here you will find on the screen uh, the QR code to see what collection we have. And it's growing. Um, My collaborator and friend and uh, an amazing artist, Manny, is creating exclusive Bible stories with Brianda art pieces and they're incredible and he's trying to tailor make them into themes of the story like he's going to make a a collection piece around high tangies and then he knows my personality so he's going to start adding different things for my personality so if you're a fan of the show if you're a fan of the brand head on over to wherever that QR code tells you and if you can't get through there I'll also leave the link for that in the description box, okay? Crypto is the future. Ew, I sound so gross. But it's so cool. I think it is. Um, And yeah, and that's all I have to say about that. Now we dive into this week's story. This week, we are going to talk about the kingdom divided. That's right. You guys got a glimpse of it last week, but... This week, we're going to expand on how Israel as a whole was split in two. So let's recap what we know. Solomon has since passed. Natural causes. He reigned for a good chunk of time. All of his recorded uh, uh, history, poetry, prose is found in the history of Solomon through his many works, right? After his passing, his son Rehoboam ends up taking over the kingdom. But if we remember from last week in 1 Kings between chapters uh, 8 and 11, we know that Solomon was given information from a prophet that the Lord was going to remove Israel from him because of all of the sin that Solomon had done. Remember? Remember? Solomon was... Un mujeriego, womanizer, had so many wives, but the worst part were, were the temples that he built for other gods. So remember, the Lord said, I'm going to rip Israel from your hands, 
But because of David, I'm going to then give you one tribe. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So that servant that would be taking over Solomon's place, per the Lord's orders, was a man named Jeroboam. So these are two names that sound the same. But remember last week I said, for the sake of the show, for the sake of understanding, we're naming them different things. Please know when I say these names, they are fictitious, do not exist, they're not real. I'm just saying it so we don't get confused. Rewind. Rehoboam. I said it wrong again. Rehoboam. <laughs> Rehoboam is Solomon's son. We're going to name him Ray Ray. Jeroboam was Solomon's servant who, a uh, prophet, uh, Ahijah, prophesied that he was going to be the person who was going to take over 10 of the tribes of the kingdom of Israel. His name is Jeroboam. We're going to call him JJ. We got, no, no, let's call him JB. It was JB, I JB, believe. JB, yeah, yeah. Jeroboam, his nickname for today's episode is going to be JB. Reboam is going to be Ray Ray. Capiche? If you need to play that back, hit 15 seconds before. And listen to that again. I mean that. Th- these characters are really important. And uh, the way that First Kings in these chapters, which we're going to be going over 12 to 15, they tend to be a little confusing. So if you need to pause the show, grab some water, grab some snacks, re-listen to it, do it. Trust me, it makes the story even better when you really understand the foundation. Cool? All right. Vamos a continuar. Uh, so we cannot forget about that prophecy that God gave to Solomon about Jeroboam. Remember, the prophet ripped off 12 pieces of his clothing and gave JB 10 of them. Understood? Let's go into some scriptures so I can jog your memory a bit. First Kings chapter 11, verses 32, 32, I may skip around. Then, Ahijah laid hold of the new garment that was on him and tore it into 12 pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, JB, take for yourself 10 pieces for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. Behold, I'm about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon and will give you 10 tribes. Okay. So we knew this and Solomon knew this and Jeroboam, JB, was Uh, so scared that he ended up fleeing Israel and going to Egypt until Solomon died. Understood? So until Solomon died, JB was in Egypt, okay? And the second JB heard that Solomon had died and his son Ray Ray was next in line, huh, you think JB was gonna let that happen? No, he left Egypt and he went back into Israel. Now, he goes there and the people are pissed, the people of Israel, because they all take, you know, Ray Ray as their king. But you know what Ray Ray was doing just like Solomon? Well, the slavery. The slavery got really bad with Ray Ray, but he really just adopted the system that his father had in place and just made it worse. You know, that's that's what ends up happening when you continue being like, I don't know. M- a villain. A villain, yeah, the villain <laughs> story. Like, that's his normal. He may not even know he's being villainous. It's just the way Solomon left, the systems in place that Solomon had. That, ooh, Probably I- just making it more productive for himself. 
or yeah, but also high tangy. That kind of reminds me of like how racism and stuff is adopted within the family too. Mm -hmm. They may not even know what they're doing is wrong, but it is. And I think that's kind of the case of how you can inherit um, uh, uh, really violent and dangerous ways of being. JB comes back to Israel and sees like, oh my gosh, this is worse than when I left it. And they they go to him and they go, cause he's saying, no, I'm actually the king. Like this has been appointed to me by the Lord. And a, a bunch of people come to him and they're like, dude, this is what Ray Ray's doing to us. JB actually gathers a bunch of people together so that they can all approach the king to let him know, hey, this isn't right. Like what you're doing is wrong. Uh, let's hop into some scripture for context. First Kings chapter 12, verses three to four. And they sent and called him and JB and all the assembly of Israel came and said to Ray Ray, your father made our yoke heavy. Now, therefore, lighten the hard service of your father and his heavy yoke on us, and we will serve you. He said to them, go away for three days. That's what Ray Ray tells them. Go away for three days, then come again to me. Hmm. So the people went away, right? During this time, uh, Ray Ray ends up going to a counselor, like a council that used to counsel Solomon. And he goes, hey, dude, all these people are saying that the slavery is wrong. Uh, is that true? And Solomon's counsel goes, you know what? They're actually right. Keep everything else the way you're doing it. But the slavery does. You could, you know, like something, go easy on them. And you know what Ray Ray says? Mm. Fuck it. I'll keep it. Yeah. He, no, 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 no. He goes, mm, uh, I don't know, man. Because if I do go down, then my temple won't be built as fast. Let me, no, no, but, but, but what he says, what Ray Ray says is, let me go ask someone else really quickly. So Ray Ray goes to a much younger friend of his that he was raised with, and he goes, hey, what do you think I should do here? Like, what do we, like you, you think they right? Like, am I really overworking them? They just look a little hungry. And listen, the friend goes, no, you actually could go a little harder. What? Yep, 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 yep. Oh, I want to get it. I want to get it. Wait, wait. Let me get. Let me get to the scripture because it's actually crazy. The friend ends up saying in First Kings chapter twelve, uh, verses twelve to um, fifteen. So JB and all the people came to Ray Ray the third day, as the king said, come to me again the third day. And the king answered the people harshly and forsaking the counsel that the old men had given him. He spoke to them according to the counsel of the young men saying, my father made your yoke heavy and I will add to your yoke. My father disciplined you with whips, but I will discipline you with scorpions. Wow. So the king did not listen to the people, for it was a turn of affairs brought about by the Lord that he might fulfill his word, which the Lord spoke to Ahijah the Shilonite to J.B., the son of Nebat. Hi, Tangi. Let's talk about this for a minute, because there's a lot of unpacking here to do. You want to talk about where God is in the story? Let's talk about it right now. People would forget that this is happening, but here we have a king, Ray Ray who seeks first counsel by an older, wiser person concerning matters of the people. And he says, you're right, they're right. Listen to them, make some changes here. Hmm. 
but he goes to a younger friend instead because he knows that the younger friend would provide them with the answer that would tell him, no, keep them, keep them, so you can build that castle faster, that temple faster. Yeah, 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 keep them. Oh, the palace is going to be built. Instead of 500 years, it'll be 200. Like, so stupid. Like, things took forever to build back then. But anyways, like, in my head, that reminds me of when we go to, we know what friends to go to when we know they'll pro, their providers support or, or will support vices. Reinforce whatever you want to hear. Enable you to yeah. do things that you probably shouldn't do on some addict stuff. Like, that's how addicts act. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Have you ever lived with an addict before? High tangy off the high tangy. It is like addicts will be so manipulative and so smart with the way that they communicate. They'll keep certain things to themselves in order to keep drinking without people knowing. In order, you know, and that reminds me like, no, we should keep it consistent. Like, that's why we cannot be our own moral ethical code. We are flawed people. Like, the reason, what, what would keep you from going to the wrong friend? Morals, like no, actually, maybe slave, the slavery was wrong. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I wouldn't have even sought counsel from either the old man or the young man. I would have sought counsel from the the one counselor that really matters, and that's God for me, right? For us, it should be all of us. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, I love I love Clara's mini eye rolls. <laughs> she was like, uh -huh. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? Whatever morals, you definitely are a principled woman. For so sure, you understand yeah, that for sure. You know, like it just reminded me, man, we do that all the time. Like go more to the wrong friends. Only, also, it's more convenient. You know, like, you know, it's not what you should do, but you don't feel like stopping. I, I've been at that. I, I used to smoke cigarettes, so I've been addicted to tobacco. So I knew I had to quit. I knew I shouldn't be going to buy cigarettes or lighting up that cigarette. But I knew that if I would hang around with that person, they wouldn't let me smoke. Or they'll be like, oh, come on, you smoking again? Or whatever, whatever. And I knew that if I hung out with the other person, they wouldn't say anything. So it was about convenience. You know you're not supposed to be doing it, but uh, whatever. just look the other way, you know? You know what I found is really interesting about this part right here? is that even though Ray Ray takes kind of what would appear to be the bad advice, mm -hmm. the Lord still uses that bad advice and spins it for the prophecy that he, had, that he has said is going to come to pass. Mm. Ray Ray needed to do that in order to continue splitting the kingdom in two. He needed to make these decisions, like literally breaking his people down in order to split them further because guess what ends up happening? Because of this animosity and the division and everything that's going on and whatever, JB ends up developing his own nation within the nation, mm. remember? Because Ray Ray was such a crap king, right? At this, at this point, because let's, JB ends up messing up too, okay? God has hands for everybody involved, but um, he ends up dividing the kingdom. So I guess what I'm saying is, even though on paper, it seems like Ray Ray is the villain, which he does seem like a little bit villainous here. It doesn't matter because God still spins that sin into what is in the plan. It had to happen that way. It had to happen that way. See, but that's where I find, that's where to me it's, yeah, it, it, it me choca, you go, know, go. because why in the past when someone, I, I just feel like, oh yeah, it's very convenient. Now it was part of the plan because in the past when someone doesn't 
consult with God or, um, you know, like go for his advice and goes for a human, you know, or a mm -hmm. friend or whatever instead, they get punished pff, super bad. Because the only person you have to trust, no person, sorry, the, the only source you should trust is God and you'd like betray him or whatever. And now it just had to be Well, so far, no, no, no. Well, so far, sorry to interrupt, but so far, you know, we've heard God's been pretty consistent, though, in terms of consequences for your sin. God has kept it pretty consistent there. Everyone did face consequences for their sin. Yes or no? Yes. Because, okay. Is he not punishing him for not going to God? Like, it's like... Of isn't, course. Isn't Ray Ray like putting in doubt his faith or? Yeah, no, 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 no. And and guess what? Ray Ray faces the consequences ah, for his sins. Okay, okay. So at the end of the, uh, when I say nothing can thwart, no sin thwarts God's plans. When I say that, I am not saying that you're, you've been absolved of your sin. He was counting on you. Right. He's so, yeah, exactly. Everyone's going to get these hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just a matter of you don't know when it's going to happen. What kind of life would that be if we knew when we were going to be? It doesn't happen. That's not life. That's not realistic. Right? So that's why these stories are so cool because they're kind of like in mini encapsulations of like what really happens in life. Sometimes it's unfair. Sometimes it's like, oh, and you have to, you have to remedy that internally. Like, oh, I feel this way, but the Lord is telling me to do this. How do I bend my mind to do that? It, it's like, that's a part of reading the Bible. It's like, what is this bringing up in me? And where is God in this forsaken story? Like, how can I even find God here? That's faith work. Keep reading your texts, kids. Anyways, moving right along. <laughs> um, is this going well? Oh my God, I feel like I'm being so boring right now. No. You sure? Okay. We're, am I being confused? Are you following along? Yes. Okay, cool. Because this story has a lot of moving parts and I want to be as like no. clear as possible. If anything, I'm actually, I think I'm following along more than another like the episode? last two or three episodes. Oh, dope. Amazing. Okay, cool. So let me get into this kingdom, okay? Clara, insert a, a picture of the kingdom divided here. As you can see, it is split between the north and the south. And guess what? Exactly what the Lord had prophesied to Ahijah happens. Ten tribes end up going with JB, and two tribes end up going with Ray Ray, King Ray Ray. But of course, Ray Ray has the south, which has Judah, which is one of the biggest uh, uh, tribes, and Benjamin. But collectively, they're known as just Judah. And that's the south, and it's ran, ran by King Ray Ray. And the top King JB has 10 tribes. Capiche? Now, Ray Ray, being the son of Solomon, he ends up getting kind of mad. He's like, this is so annoying. I only get two. I'm the son of Solomon. I'm the son of King Solomon. You know what? I'm going to raise up an army, and I'm going to go back up there, and I'm going to kill every single one of them. But the Lord says, okay, okay, relax. I wouldn't go fighting people, okay? Let's hop into some scripture to see what the Lord tells Ray Ray because Ray Ray was about to lose it. First Kings chapter 12, verses 21 to 24. When Ray Ray came to Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, 180,000 chosen warriors to fight against the house of Israel, to restore the kingdom of Ray Ray, the son of Solomon. But the word of God came to Shimei, the man of God, 
Say to Ray, Ray, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the rest of the people, thus says the Lord, you shall not go up to fight against your relatives, the people of Israel. Every man return to his home, for this thing is from me. So they listened to the word of the Lord and went home again, according to the word of the Lord. The Lord tells Ray, Ray, hey now, hey now. It's divided because I said it is. Don't start fighting your people. That's essentially what the Lord says to Ray Ray here. Now, while all of this is happening, let's not sleep on JB because JB ends up messing up bad, okay? The Lord's temple is still technically in the South, like um, in Judah, you know? In, that, that's where Solomon built it, in Jerusalem. So JB ends up becoming so nervous that some of his people are gonna still go down to the south to go to the only temple that's really allowed. And he's afraid that the people are gonna flip-flop. He's afraid that people are gonna go, you know what, actually, Ray Ray was the king. So you know what JB does? Ooh, my man Jay. He ends up building new temples in the north. Yeah. Oh my! I swear I was gonna say it, but then I changed my mind. I was like, no, it takes long to buy to build a temple. So. And that's exactly what he did. Which is like, oh. of course, there are other sins, but he ends up building up golden calves. Now, Clara, you weren't here for these episodes of Bible, but Bible babes, I have a little trivia for you. Go to the YouTube and comment. Where else do we know that these golden calves have come about? Leave a comment and let me know, okay? Because real ones know. Where else in the Bible have we seen these golden calves? And that's exactly what JB does. He, that is the biggest form of abomination, like the biggest form of disrespect to, to God is to build up new temples and worship idols, worship other things aside from Yahweh, you know? Uh, Let's go to scripture to have a bit more context as to how JB built these temples. First Kings chapter 12. Let's go to verse verses 28 to 33 to talk about how JB went against the Lord and built new temples to worship other gods. So the king took counsel and made two calves of gold. And he said to the people, you have gone up to Jerusalem long enough. Behold your gods, O Israel, who brought you up, up out of the land of Egypt. And he set one in Bethel and the other one he put in Dan. Then this thing became a sin for the people who went as far as Dan to be before one. Let's skip to verse 32. And JB appointed a feast of the 15th day of the eighth month, like the feast that was in Judah. And he offered sacrifices on the altar. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. And then he made priests. I mean, I'm going off scripture, but he made priests that weren't Levites. You know, that's a huge rule. You had to be a Levite priest. What was going on with his head? I'll tell you exactly what happened. He became afraid. He was desperate. He exactly. Wait, let me, let me finish this last one. Sorry. Because it, 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 in uh, chapter 12, verse 33, it says that... Uh, JB went up to the altar that he had made in Bethel on the 15th day in the eighth month, in the month that he had devised from his own heart, not the Lord. And he ins instituted a feast for the people of Israel and went up to the altar to make offerings. He's creating new holidays, new things. Hey, now, you know that high tangy, not high tangy. 
all these different extensions and tentacles of Christianity, it kind of happens the same way. You have new people in history developing new churches and new things like that. And they follow them. And yep, they develop new holidays, new days. Like apparently, not apparently, it's in the Bible. Like it's not supposed to be Sunday as the worst day of worship. It should be Saturday. Take the Sabbath. Yeah, oh, there's certain things, but because huh? of Constantine, I don't know. Uh, let me know. I, I I don't know too much of hi about history. I would love to learn more about it if you wanted to look it up. But I'm pretty sure that Constantine was the one that changed the sacred day from Saturday to Sunday. Could you look that up for us, Clara? Mm -hmm. It was Emperor Constantine who decided that Christians... Christians should not keep the Sabbath and keep only to Sunday, the latter part of the first day of the week, calling it the... Well, there's no way I can pronounce this word. Huh, welcome to my reality. But Venerable? I don't know. Ver venerable? Venerable. Venerable day of the sun. There we go. What does venerable mean? Stuff like that. But that's just one example. It's happened so many different times with different kings and different rulers. And, you know, so like it made me... It, it reminded me of that. And when you said... Why is he doing this? Clara, what a great question. Bible babes, we should be asking ourselves the same thing. Why? Knowing that knowing that the Lord had such favor on you, a servant to the king, you weren't even of the line, right? It's because of fear and pride. He said, oh no, I can't have my 10 tribes go down there and pretend that he's the real king. I can't have them go to that temple, which is the only temple you know, when you operate from a places of fear and pride, wow, I feel like I'm talking to myself here, and ego, uh, I, that that that's when you know you're actually not doing what's holy. Oh, me. I feel like I'm talking to myself. Hi, Tanji. <laughs> All right, guys, the reason why I'm making a face is because I won't say names. I won't say what, but I feel like we got to tell the babes what's going on right now. So it's, things are about to get hot for you, girl. You know what I'm saying? I think Bible Bible stories with Brianna is about to get a good pop from the internet, from the interwebs. We're about to get an influx of new people and stuff. And the, some of the peoples is no one, you know? And the team is trying to get me on bigger shows. To uh, which I discovered that I wasn't a big enough star to be on one of these shows. Cla Clara, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? I said to you, I don't even want to be, not only don't I not want to be on the show anymore since I received that feedback, you know what I said? I said, I want them to beg me to be on their show one day. And Clara literally looked at me with a face of disgust. <laughs> she literally was like, hey, yo, Jesus, this girl's ego's gotta, gotta be recalibrated. <laughs> hey man, I didn't, listen, I may come off as a humble little, oh, humble Brie. No, I know what I know what I am. I I'm know my flaws. I'm gonna call you JB from now on. Call me JB, <laughs> exactly. Call me JB. Like I get it. Like I, I, I to uh, to be so proud about something that it's like I'm not a big enough star. I know I'm great, and it's like, babe, you have five thousand followers on Instagram. Lower it, please. Relax, relax. But I still think I'm great. Five thousand. I thought I was great at nine hundred followers. I'm not gonna lie to you, <laughs> but like, I mean, you're talent. You know, you know me. I don't live in these society or this world so i know i'm good your talent doesn't it's not reflected by followers you know people buy followers anyway so exactly but anyway that, that i feel like when i was saying that stuff about it JB, sounded a lot like it was a message for you <laughs> yep so now i'm like see i called for help and it happened and i told you 
He's gonna check on your ego today. There you go. That was it. Holy Spirit, everyone. There you go. The, th there we go, Clara, calling out the Holy Spirit. There you go. You guys. Okay. She just mentioned the Holy Spirit by name. One step closer. One step closer. <laughs> Jesus, we almost got her. <laughs> Call back later. <laughs> Anyways, moving right along. <laughs> oh, wow. That was great for me. That was great for my spirit. Sorry to interrupt the story, guys, but it looks like Miss Clarita and Brianda are going to be able to eat and pay our rent, guys, because we got our first ad. Yay! Oh, my gosh. And I'm so excited about this ad in particular because it's uh, the Red Panda Stock Club mm -hmm. owned by Ian Dunlap, or the master investor, who also records a podcast here at WTF Media Studios in Soho, New York. This guy is incredible. This guy makes me feel like a dum-dum because he's always online, on social media. You know, he gets mad views, mad engagement. And guess what he does? What? He helps people like you and me learn more about stocks. Hmm. Like, I feel like he's the Bible stories equivalent of the stock and financial uh, industry. He makes things super uh, uh, palatable to understand. Like, I knew nothing about stocks until I started, you know, uh, watching his stuff with Earn Your Leisure, you know? So today's episode of Bible Stories with Brianda is sponsored by his company, the Red Panda Stock Club. I love that name, too, Little Red Panda. <laughs> um, listen, you guys, I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired. I I'm tired. Are you tired? of not knowing what to invest in and want to know exactly what the safest uh, stocks to invest your money in. I do. Hello, I'm still poor. What money? What money do I invest in? <laughs> I'm just kidding, kidding. I'm not poor in spirit. Anyways, join the Red Panda Stock Club. It's insane. Uh, but anywho, there are a lot of people talking about investing. I mean, we talked about NFTs last week, investing in crypto. Sure. You know, this is the way of the land now. He also predicted the Dogecoin would fall back down to 24% in April. I love that we're talking about crypto. Uh, uh, he, wow, he, this guy is like almost a prophet. He also predicted uh, that we had to invest in Shopify in March of 2020, which is up 327% as of this recording. Using the Red Panda Stock Club allows you to have unlimited access for 365 days and a weekly meeting uh, 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 with Ian and the Red Panda family every Monday night at 9 p.m. Central after Market Mondays, okay? They created a stock club because they wanted people like you to get ahead in the stock market and make safe gains in the market, okay? So listen, I'm really, I'm about to do it. I, I really am. I, I'm interested in learning. And you guys know we're dealing with NFTs. Like I need all the information I can get. My mom and dad, unfortunately, given our circumstances, I didn't get to learn about financial literacy, you know? But if you're tired of getting your ass kicked in the market and want to be able to win in, in the market, join the Red Panda Stock Club and investing will never be easier for you. Just go to join uh redpanda.com i did not have difficulty reading that go to joinredpanda.com and enter the code bible to get 50 percent off for the next two weeks after that the price will go back up 
I'm about to be a red panda Bible babe. Okay? <laughs> and you should too. All right, now let's get back to the show. <laughs> Just to tie a bow around the discussion that Claire and I were having concerning uh, JB and this like terrible sin, this guy worshiped idols, which is the number one thing that the Lord one of the number one things that he advises us not to do from the time of Moses. You know what I'm saying? So this was like a personal offense to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? And Clara posed such a great question. Why would he do that? And it, it, it was because of fear and pride. If you operate from a place of fear and pride, you will inevitably go down a path that's not meant for you. You know? Like, if that's the motivation, desperation and fear, recipe for disaster, babes, reconsider some things, you know? JB should have reconsidered some things because like we were saying, we all are gonna face consequences for our actions. Know what I'm saying? And now we are entering chapter 13 of the book of First Kings and JB, is about to be rebuked by the Lord via a man of God. Now, this is another callback to vocabulary words from Bible stories uh, episodes earlier. Uh, what do we know about a man of God? A man, when you hear in the Bible and it says man of the Lord or angel of the Lord or man of God, when you hear those things. I know it, I think. Oh, 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 go. That was the same, that was the same case when Fuck, I don't know how to say it. Like the king that wanted to take over and then an angel stopped him. And yes. He said, a man of the Lord, an angel of the Lord, right? It's, it, it means that he has Lord, it's powers. It. Yeah. Yes, yes. You're basically look very good. So, okay. Yes. And I believe, are, are you talking about the times with the donkey? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, so listen. When we're referring to a man of the Lord or man of God or angel of the Lord, angel, um, whatever, if you hear that in the Old Testament more specifically, it's referring to the Lord incarnate. So, but it's a man. So that man has the powers of God. Wow. Understood? Like, it's not a prophet because what is a prophet? A prophet is a man who prophesies the messages from the Lord directly from the Lord. Like, I'm talking about this person is constantly on. You know, that, that's, that's a prophet mm. who's still very sacred and definitely receives information directly from the Lord. Mm. It's kind of like the Lord's, you know, like the Lord's playing chess with all of us. And like the prophet's definitely on the field. You know what I mean? Messenger. But the, a man of God is someone who, like, let's just say, do you know chess? Yes. How there's like the pawn and then there's the one above, like the bishop. And I'm going to go ahead and say like, if there were levels to this, yeah. I would say that- There are levels. There are no levels, you yes. know why? King is the main, then goes the queen. No, 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 in chess there are levels. I was, ah. gonna, say, I was gonna use an, an analogy, <laughs> okay. but I was gonna say that the man of God is uh, val has value more, but it's not ah. true, it's just not true. Wow, I'm happy that we, we just witnessed this because an angel is not made in the image of the Lord but people were made, were created in the image of the Lord. Hmm. So who really has the most value? You but know what I'm saying? These men of God, yeah. of God that appear 
are do they have the powers of the Lord temporarily just for that yes. sake of that story? No, temporarily in that they die, they expire. Okay. God does not expire. So Yeah, yeah, but it's not like they're born and their whole life they have powers of God. It's just at that time in history they have to like solve something and then they No, have. no, a man of God, it, that that's a man of God. Like so when I read this, when I anytime I see man of God or man of the Lord or and again, you're talking to a Christian, you're talking to me, I know that that's Jesus Christ. Mm. Like now in this particular instance I don't know. I'm not a pastor, but I know that in certain stories back in Joshua, back in Genesis, anytime I'd see like that you'd see a man of the Lord or Exodus, I I just know that that's Jesus or like the Lord incarnate, you know? Now other people don't believe that or may not may have trouble trouble or difficulty believing that and that's that's their ministry, that's their prerogative. Um But the only reason why I have reservations talking about this is because I haven't confirmed this with my teachers and I would have to get back to you guys on that. But it's just what I feel in my heart. But in this particular case, chapter 13 of First Kings, the man of God actually makes a mistake. <gasps> oh, yeah. I know. Okay, wait. Okay, so let's dive into this. Let's, let's go, dive into this. So chapter 13, the man of God has been called to rebuke JB for what he's done. And let's hop into the scripture to hear what the man says, the man of the God, the man says, man of God, uh, says. First Kings chapter 13, verse three. And he gave a sign the same day saying, this is the sign that the Lord has spoken. Behold, the altar shall be torn down and the ashes that are on it shall be poured out. He's basically saying all of this altars that you have for other people, other things, have them be poured out, have they be torn apart. You're rebuking, we, the Lord rebukes this, right? That's what um, the man of God is telling JB. JB gets so pissed off. JB's like, how dare you talk to a king like that? Oh yeah, let's hop into some scripture to see what JB says. First Kings chapter 13, verse four to six. And when the king heard the saying of the man of God, which he cried against the altar at Bethel, JB stretched out his hand from the altar saying, seize him. And his hand, which he stretched out against him, dried up so that he could not draw it back to himself. The altar also was torn down and the ashes poured out from the altar according to the sign that the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. Y'all, JB tried to sentence him to death and his hand, literally his whole hand, his arm froze. It withered in front of everyone. JB starts freaking out. He goes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Are, are you really the Lord? Please. So then JB goes, please, 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 don't re redo this. Restore my hand, please. I take it back. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Please, please, please. And the man of God restores his hand back to normal. And here we know, here, this is the sign. What a miracle. That's one of the miracles, right? That only God can do. A man of God can do. JB now believes. He goes, oh, snap. No, wait. You really are the Lord. You really are a man of the Lord. Then he starts being schmoozy. Uh, hey, uh, take your sandals off. Let me get, hey, 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 amigo, bring baka. I bring him some water. Like he like tells, he like tells all his servants to come and like take care of him. 
JB is being so fake. Don't you hate it when people do that? When I they start changing it. Oh, up? now you want to be nice. Now, oh, now that you know they got power, now you want to start changing up? Or your benefit, now you want to be nice. Right, correct. Take your water. How many people do we know do that? Oh. You and I personally. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. People, no non-principled people. That's how they be acting. But when you're a person who stands by their morals, you're going to be the same way to everybody. I'm going to treat you the same way I treat the deli man. Mm -hmm. I'm going to treat you the same way I treat the MTA bus, bus driver, the same way I would treat Barack Obama if he was in the room. Mm -hmm. Like the same way I would treat Jason Momoa. You know what? I would not treat Jason Momoa <laughs> the same way. <laughs> Sorry, God. <laughs> Sorry, moving right along. Sorry. <laughs> he's so fine. <laughs> Yo, he's so fine. I told you this episode was going to have twists and turns. But now we're about to dive in to some other drama that's happening while that JB drama was happening. Okay? It's like, it's like an episode of Game of Thrones in here. So a prophet in a neighboring tribe town hears about a man of God approaching JB. You know, the people be talking. He hears about this and the second that prophet knows where it happened, he like beelines to exactly where that man of God is. The prophet finds him and the prophet says, hey, 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 hey now, what's up? Uh, I'm a prophet and um, actually you're awesome. And the Lord told me that you should come down by me and eat a crap ton of bread and water and whatever have you. Now, this may be very awkward for you guys or very confusing because you're like, what? The, the prophet just wants to get to know the man of God, right? Wrong! Ooh, there was an echo in the room. <laughs> but the man of God, per the text, was commanded to not eat bread or water from that area. Huh. It's what the, it's what the text says. Um, so when the prophet approaches the man of God, he says, hey, come have some bread and water by me. And the man of God goes, oh, no, 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 no. I'm actually not supposed to. I'm, you know what the prophet does? The prophet lies. The prophet lies and said, oh, hey, now listen, the Lord told me, the Lord told me that you can come have water and bread. Come on. And then the man of God goes, oh, okay. If the Lord told you, then yeah, you're a prophet. Okay. Yeah. Come on. So he ends up going to the prophet's crib, eating all the bread and all the water in the world. And guess what? The prophet feels the Holy Spirit convicting him to say something. And the Holy Spirit, the Lord, tells the prophet that the man of God was going to die for disobeying his commands. Oh. And if any of that confused you, please replay it because it's really important that you understand what I just said. The prophet lied to the man of God saying, the Lord told me to tell you, no, trust me, you can do it. You can eat the bread. You can have the water. Don't listen to what the Lord told you. Come have it anyways. And the man of God did it. The man of God ate the bread and had the water. And guess what? After his dinner 
with the prophet and the prophet having told him, the prophet was like, oh crap, you're actually going to die for disobeying the Lord. The man of God gets his stuff together, collects his things, right? Gets back on his donkey, goes on as it goes off on his way. The man of God ends up being eaten alive by a lion. Oh my God. I know. I know. Oh, wow. I was not expecting this. I mean, special effects on this episode. Could you imagine all the like, I'm telling you, it's like Game of Thrones. So here we have the man of God dying, just like the prophet had said, all because of that little lie that the prophet had said. But we've seen that before. Mm-hmm. That just because you don't know you're screwing up don't mean that you're mm-hmm. not going to get punished. But does the prophet get punished, though? Because he's... he. Well, let's hop into some scripture. Because, okay. like I said, we it's better to hear from the text than what my interpretation. My interpretation could always be wrong, you know? So let's dive into scripture. First Kings chapter 13 verses... Mm, where do I go? Let's take it from 20, 20 to 29. Copy that. Mm -hmm. And as they sat at the table, the prophet and the man of God, the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. And he cried to the man of God who came from Judah, thus says the Lord, because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the command that the Lord your God commanded you, but have come back and have eaten bread and drunk water in the place which he said to you, eat no bread and drink no water. Your body shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. And after he had eaten bread and drunk, he saddled the donkey for the prophet whom he had brought back. And as he went away, a lion met him on the road and killed him. And his body was thrown in the road and the donkey stood beside it. The lion also stood beside the body. And behold, Men passed by and saw the body thrown in the road and the lion standing by the body. And they came and told it in the city where the old prophet lived. Let's skip to 29. Then the prophet took up the body of the man of God and laid it on the donkey and brought it back to the city to mourn and to bury him. And he laid the body in his own grave and they mourned over him saying, Alas, my brother. And after he had buried him, he said to his sons, When I die, bury me in the grave in which the man of God was buried. Lay my bones beside his bones. What do we think that means? Yeah. Or or he understood that maybe this was a part of what was supposed to happen. You know? Like... It's it's really confusing, and I would love for some of the Bible baits to chime in, um, or maybe chime in on the Patreon Discord, because that's a part that really did 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 like it confused me, but also gave me some resolve because it made it reminded me that we should be listening to the Lord not some of the time, but all of the time, because the prophet is the one that said. The Lord said, come eat with me or whatever. But the man of God knows that the Lord told him directly, like the Lord, you knew you weren't supposed to do that. But here a man who told you he was a prophet, and he was a prophet, said to do something and you did it. It made me, it it affirmed my belief in God's presence 
Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like one of those instances where I don't have to uh, focus too much on what David did. Remember when David raped that Bathsheba and killed Uriah? Mm -hmm. Or like having to care about what's all the transgressions that Solomon has made against the Lord. Instead of focusing on that, I'm trying to figure out where the Lord is here. Where, where is the lesson here? And it makes me understand it even more. I think um, maybe the prophet like humbled himself a little bit and like sharing your, for a believer, I don't believe in after life, but yeah. for a believer, sharing your la tomb, your tomb, tomb is like sharing your bed. No, for the rest of your eternity. It happens with family. Typically, family are buried together. That's what you, what you exactly. And it's, this man came from another town because if he came with a donkey, he came from another town here. And you, because whatever selfish reason you had to try and test your power, tricked him into eating something, and now the consequences are mortal. It's like let him at least, you know, like calm like have somewhere to rest because what is he otherwise he would just be left in the middle of the desert or whatever road he mm. was dead and it's like you know what give him a, a, a treatment of preference lay him respect yeah like just humbling myself like i screwed up let at least this man you know have course. an ending a respectable yeah, ending, exactly. At least, at least a respectable burial. We knew that this was the man of God. Because at the end of the day, he had to die because he screwed up, but he had no bad intentions. You know, I always care about the intentions. So yeah, it's like maybe it's like, and it's also it just high tangy, not high tangy, but it's like it reminds me of how imp how important. Like, how do I say this? Like. I keep going back to it, but from reading that, you it's so funny, two, two different people receive it in different ways and it makes it so great. That's why community is so awesome when um, studying the, the word, when studying the Bible, because I hadn't even thought of it that way, even though it's very, like, very obvious, you're not saying anything groundbreaking, but it doesn't need to be groundbreaking to be really um, valuable. I was just thinking more of how important it is to listen to the Lord. Like, I can't, I can't obey the Lord. Like, but from a believer standpoint, that's how it comes off as like, oh, you know what? I'm thinking of another thing now. What? Because this guy was a real prophet, right? You said. Yeah, he was a real prophet. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking now of a figure of a teacher where the, the real prophet, like the prophet knew how the story had to go. He knew these men came, did the arm freeze shit. And, and, and like he had accomplished his mission pretty much. So now he had to go. So now I'm going to do these that I know is going to kill you, but it's just how the story has to go. But yet as a teacher, you care for your students or you you care for your, or you, you love them in some way, you know? So it's like, oh, I'm going to have to kill you, but I'll still like, you know, and I'll mm. still like bring you and have some rest because you still deserve it. You were a good man. Mm. You just had to die like Like a sacrifice. Mm. Almost. More like, collateral, I see it. How do you say daño How do you say that? I don't know what you just Daño collateral, like, like. Collateral damage? Yes. Huh. That's happened for the story. Like. I don't know if I believe that, but that's that makes it a lot more interesting. <laughs> that's like, look, look at what an atheist brain goes. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like Hollywood's going to take that story. Probably already has. The, the movie Collateral with Tom Cruise. <laughs> 
Wow, that was a deep, deep cut. Anyways, yeah, no, that was that was dope. Um, let's continue. Let's finish off the, the episode. Okay, guys, now we're going to dive back into the JB storyline, right? Can you believe that even after witnessing the miracle that happened with his hands and being in the presence of a man of God, JB still does not repent for any of the things that he did. None of it. Not one time did he repent. And so here comes the consequences because JB's son ends up getting really sick. And uh, JB ends up sending his wife over in disguise to uh, a prophet to figure out what to do if there's anything that they can do. And can you, like a fake person would do that. A fake person would be like, let me actually send you to the prophet of Yahweh, but also build all these other temples in disrespect. It like makes no sense. How, how, how do you disrespect the Lord, but also seek him out at the same time? Oh, that stung for me. Oh, oh God, I'm getting dinged up every week. Oh, wow, I really needed to say that and hear that. How do you respect, how can you do that? It reminded me of that, like, anyways. So JB sends his wife, let's cop into scripture. Oh, ouch. First Kings chapter 13, verses 33 to 34. After this thing, JB did not turn from his evil way but made priests for the high places again from among all the people, any who would he ordained to be priest of the high places. And this thing became sin to the house of JB so as to cut off and destroy it from the face of the earth. Huh. And I think, again, JB knows that his time, his time is numbered. So he goes back to God because Kind of like um, I was on a plane in Atlanta. We already know this. We talked about it. But we experienced some turbulence. And I, we've talked about this before, and it always happens. It was really heavy turbulence on the way there. Mm -hmm. And my whole row, all of us, went to pray a little bit. I highly doubt all of us believe in God. Maybe we do. I hope. God bless. I hope I was in a plane filled with God-fearing God people. But like at the end of the day, when you're about to meet your maker, we all do the same thing. And it kind of reminded me of that situation with JB. Like, here he did, made idols, did all that other worldly stuff or whatever, but his son was about to die. He was sick. And when you're met with these really dire and urgent circumstances, sometimes you always go back to God. And it reminded me of that moment. Well, anyways, he sends his wife in a disguise to, uh, to, to a really old prophet to figure out what was happening. And the old prophet, you know what the old prophet does? Ha! <laughs> you guys are so rude. <laughs> and, and, then, and then the prophet tells the wife, like, oh, yeah, that baby's going to die. And that baby ends up dying. And that's the punishment. That's a huge punishment. Who, who else's son died? Who do we know? Yeah. yeah. King David's King sons David, died. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like this was a this is a consequence. It's a big consequence. You know what it's like to lose a child? It's the worst, the worst possible pain you could ever feel. Thankfully, I don't. You know? There's nothing com not nada compara. Mm -mm. I'm not even a parent. And I like if I lost my nieces, I would end it my myself. Like you would take a bullet for, you know what I'm saying? That kind of love is God. The closest thing would be something of a 
our father, you know? Um, but uh, JB suffers the consequences of his sins. And later on in chapter 14, JB dies and his other son, Nadab, takes over the throne in the north. Cool? Now we're winding down the episode and I'm sure you're probably wondering, Bree, well, what happened to Ray Ray? He dies. He goes, bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye, Ray Ray. Oh, so sad. So sad. You want to know what makes it so sad, Clara? What? Right. What makes it sad is that he too in the land of Judah or southern of uh, the kingdom, the south part portion of the kingdom, they too do abominations uh, in the in the name of the Lord. They, he too builds up new temples, prostitution left and right. The people end up uh, um, worshiping money and all these other things and yada, yada, this and that. Guess what? Hmm. Sorry, he, because he was starting to get flashy and all that stuff, he started getting a word around the town that they had possessed so many gold, so many things. Egypt ends up ransacking the whole part of, portion of Judah. Oh. So Egypt ends up ransacking all of Judah. They end up going from like gold stuff to like bronze. <laughs> they had to downsize. But not only that, Egypt weakened the Israelites. He weakened all that part of Israel. Let's dive into some scripture to wrap this story up, yeah? <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting hot. <laughs> Uh, 1 Kings chapter 14, verses 29 to 31. Now, the rest of the acts of Ray-Ray and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? Oh, put a pin in Chronicles. We'll talk about that next week. And there was war between Ray-Ray and J.B. continually. And Ray Ray slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. Don't be inappropriate. It means he was buried with his father's Clara. Anyways, his mother's name was Nemah the Ammonite, and Abijam, his son, reigned in his place. Now you have to stay tuned for next week's episode to see where the book of 1 Kings goes, where it continues, yeah? Mm. Rest in peace, Ray Ray. Moral of the story is, obey the voice of God, not the voice of man. Ugh. Today's chapters displayed countless examples of just how specific the Lord's instructions were to JB, Ray Ray, lion prophets, and even a man of God. Now, you may be thinking, Bree, how do we know if the voice is from him or not? Well, we ask him ourselves and wait for his response. When we ask the Lord if a sign is from him, he will show us. Trust! He will show us. And he will show us again and again when we need clarity. Just like JB's withered hand healing right before his very eyes. Or like in 1 Kings chapter 13, verse 14, the prophet went after the man of God and found him sitting under an oak. And the prophet said to him, are you the man of God who came from Judah? And the man said, I am. I am. 
just like Moses at the burning bush. God will confirm his presence in our lives with his own personal name. I am that I am. It's his own signature. Isn't like, yo, that's what's up, right? And even then, the man of God was eaten alive by lions. That man of God, or angel, depending on your ministry, he saw death after disobeying God's commands. That angel fell for the lies of the prophet and suffered the consequences. Now, we aren't prophets, and we ain't no angels, but we are just as special and important because we were created in his image. And no matter who you are, where you come from, what you've done in the past, you are capable of asking our Lord where he is in any given situation. We just have to be patient enough to get to know his voice. Trust me, there's no other voice like it. Ooh. Hey, Father, how'd I do? Oh, I know. We're selling so many things. Look at us succeeding. Are you going to become a patron? Please, you have to. What's your email? Oh, listen, it's patreon.com forward slash Bible Brianda, Father. Don't act like you don't know. Come on, okay? Are you going to do the 15th here? Oh, how generous, Father.